0: This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Innalhamdulillahi na'maduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ughfiruhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyi'ati amalina. Man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah, wa man yudlil falahadiyya lah. Last week, last khutbah, I mentioned some of the du'as and some of the ahadith and actually the ayat of the Quran with regards to the importance of du'a and I mentioned that for next couple of weeks inshallah we will be going through the etiquettes of the du'a and the manners of making du'a to Allah al-Jalal ikram. So in today's khutbah, I would like to highlight four of the most important etiquettes of dua. When you make dua to Allah Jalal Ikram, you need to bear in mind these etiquettes. The first one of them is that whenever you make dua to Allah Jalal Ikram, you must have certainty and yiqeen within your heart that Allah is going to answer your dua. This is one of the basic Etiquettes of du'a Rasulullah sallallahu wa sallam Has said in a hadith that is reported by Imam al-Tirmidhi rahimahullah Udu'u wa antum muqinuna bil Make du'a to Allah While you have yaqeen and certainty Within your heart that Allah is going to Answer your du'a If you raise your hands for du'a and shaitan keeps whispering in your mind that your dua might not be accepted or answered by Allah al jalal ikram, then there is less chance for your dua to be answered by Allah jalal ikram. So you must have yaqeen and certainty within your heart. And this is one of the lessons that we learn from the duas of the prophets, والسلام, that Allah jalal ikram has mentioned in the Quran. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while making the mention of the various aspects of the stories and the lives of the prophets and messengers of Allah, he said, There are many lessons for those who have intellect in the stories and in the lives of the prophets, and one of the major lesson or the main lesson that we learn from the stories of many prophets is how to make dua to Allahu Jallal with Ikram and if we ponder and reflect on the story of Zakaria alayhi salatu was salam Ibrahim alayhi salatu was salam we come to know that these prophets they continued making dua to Allahu Jallal with certainty and jikin, and they never lost hope they were never weak they were never hopeless of the mercy of Allah Dhul Jalal ikram, to the extent that Zakaria alayhi salatu waslam, he turned very, very old. And he kept asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a child, but he never ever gave up. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really loved his, his attitude towards Allah al Jalal ikram and his certainty and yaqeen in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah Jalal made the mention of this aspect of the life and the seerah of Zakaria alayhi salatu waslam at the beginning of surah Maryam when he Jalal Ikram said khfiyya, qala rabbi inni minni shayba. Remember the mercy of your Lord Allah upon his servant Zakaria, When he called upon him Dul Jalal Ikram with secret voice. And when, and when he said, رَبِّ إِنِّي الْعَظْمُ مِنِّي الرَّأْسُ O my Lord, my bones have turned weak. And my hair have turned gray. وَلَمْ duaika Rabbi Shakhia. Yet I'm not hopeless of making dua to you, O oh my Lord to the extent that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an angel to Zakariya alayhi salatu salam and he gave him glad tidings of having a child. And he himself was surprised, but he never gave up making dua to Allah al Likewise, Sayyiduna Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam, he turned very old, as some of the Mufassirin have noted that he was 80 or oh, 90 years old and he was still asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a child. Never gave up. He had, he had yaqeen and certainty within his heart. So this is one of the basic etiquettes of dua. And I also mentioned another hadith in last week, the hadith Qudsi in which the Prophet wasallam said that Allah Jalal says, اَنَا abdi bi." Wa wa ujibu I treat my slave according to his thoughts about me and I'm with him as long as he continues remembering me and I continue answering his du'as as long as he continues making dua to me. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala treats you according to your thoughts about your Lord. If you are making dua and you do not have yaqeen and certainty in the mercy of Allah dul jalal ikram, and you do not truly and strongly believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to provide you whatever you are asking Allah dul jalal ikram, then your dua is not going to be answered. So you have to have this yaqeen and the certainty within your heart. So this is one of the most important etiquettes of dua. The second one is the presence of attentive heart. When you make dua, your mind, your heart must be present. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لا يقبل الله دعاء من قلب Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never answers the dua from the person whose heart is not attentive. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not answer the dua. And this is one of the reasons that the scholars have said, when you make dua in congregation, especially at the funeral, as this has been known as a custom, especially amongst the Asian people. When you sit together, a person comes in the gathering, he says, raise your hand, and everyone raises their hand. And no one has their mind present. And they are raising hands and they are making dua. What type of dua is this? Rasulullah said, La dua'an min lahi. Your heart, your mind must be present. So whatever you are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your heart must be present. Likewise, many people approach the imam Asking for specific du'as. You have a problem in your business, your job, and you have a problem in your family with regards to your children, and you approach the imam, Imam says, is there any specific du'a that I can make? When they ask, and then when they approach the imam and they ask for their du'a, they basically refer to something, a text in Arabic text, or the du'a of the Prophet wasallam, so that they can read, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can answer the dua. But the point is, my dear brothers in Islam, that even if Imam says to you, that yeah, this is the dua you should be reading, then ask yourself, is there going to be any benefit of making dua or just simply reading the Arabic text while you do not understand the meaning of those words? What is the point of reading those words? Likewise, when we make dua in our salah from the beginning until the end, Allahumma ghfirli, rabbi ghfirli, rabbi rhamni, Allahumma khatiyati, rabbi ghfirli dhunubi, kullahu diqahu wa jillahu, all these du'as. Now ask yourself, what is the point of reading these words if you do not understand the meaning of these words? I'm not saying that you should not be reading these du'as, you must and you must try your best to memorize as many du'as, as many prophetic du'as as you can. But the point is that there's no point reading that Arabic text without understanding the meaning. Because if you do so, then it is a clear sign that your heart is not present. So ask yourself, if you are reading Arabic text and you do not understand the meaning of that Arabic text, is your heart going to be present there? You're not going to have attentive heart. So in this case, isn't it better that you make dua in your own words? Other than salah. Now obviously, in, in salah you have to read the prophetic du'as and you should try your best to learn the meaning of of those du'as. But other than that, there's no doubt there is more blessing and power in the wordings of the Prophet wasallam. That is why it is very important to understand the ahadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the du'as of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and to memorize and learn them with meaning but if you do not know the meaning and you are not trying yet you are in need of making du'a to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then make du'a in your own words in your own language because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understands all the languages rather he is the creator of all the languages Make dua in your own words, in your own language, so that your heart is attentive and present. So you know what you are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. And thirdly, my dear brother in Islam, the third etiquette of the dua is that whenever you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you must beseech your Lord. You must cry out to Him, Dul As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Qur'an, Udu'u Rabbakum Tadarru'an wa Call upon your Lord with humbleness. Beseech Him Dhul Jalal Ikram. Beg Him the way the beggar asks for money or something else. With Tadarru', with humbleness. This is also one of the etiquettes of the dua. And lastly, my dear brother in Islam, Another etiquette of the dua that we also learn from this very ayah, rabbakum tadarruan wa وَخُفِيًا خُفِيًا means secretly. Make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your privacy, in your secrecy. If you look at the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you will come to know that there is something with regards to the etiquette of dua that is very clear in the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that is that he a.s. used to make du'a in his privacy. Most of the du'as, or vast majority of the du'as of Rasulullah sallallahu that we find in the hadith, in the books of hadith and in the, and also in the books of du'a, most of, do, most of those du'as are either recommended by the Prophet sallallahu to some of his companions or the du'a that he sallallahu alayhi wa himself used to make in his Privacy in his secrecy at night, during his night prayer, during the worship of night. So this is also another etiquette of making du'a to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And unfortunately, nowadays we believe and we think that making du'a in congregation is probably more acceptable, and the du'a is going to be accepted by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala quickly if we make in congregation. Or oh, du'a will be answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immediately. If we pray behind the imam and particularly in Ramadan as this has become a norm. That people, be, people make du'a and even request the imam to make du'a. And the imam makes the du'a and he raises his voice. And he screams and shouts and cries. And people behind him, they raise their voices. Ameen, Ameen. This is not the way of making du'a. Rasulullah sallallahu once saw his companions raising their voices while making du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he alaihi said ya yuhannas irba'u ala anfusikum o oh, people take it easy on yourselves innakum la tad'una asamma wa la gha'iba verily you are not calling upon someone who is deaf or someone who is not present rather innakum tad'una samian qariba you are calling upon the one who is ever hearing and the one who is close to you. You are calling upon the one who is near. So there is no point, there is no need to raise your voice. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us tawfiq and ability to make dua to him dul jalal ikram, all the time and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he answers all of our du'as innahu sami'an qareemun. Inna alhamdulillahi na'maduhu wa nasta'ayinuhu wa nasta'ughfiruhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati amalina. Ashadu an la ilaha illallahu ahdahu la sharika. Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh. Amma ba'd. My dear brothers in Islam, as I mentioned, the dua is the actual worship of Allah dul jalal As Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, al dua huwa al-ibadah. And we should know that du'a is something that every one of us, we need it. We need to make du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every single day. Every single day. And we should not be making du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only when we are trapped in difficulties and and hardships. Rather, we should be making du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in times of ease and prosperity more than making dua in times of hardships and difficulties. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa sallam said, whoever wants that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers his duas immediately in times of hardships and difficulties, then let him increase his dua in times of ease. So, if you are not making dua, if it is not part of your daily routine, then you must change your routine and and, 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 and and spare some time for making dua to Allah on a regular basis. And as I also previously mentioned that making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in times of hardships and difficulties, it is a sign of weak iman. And on contrary, making du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on a regular basis, constantly, frequently, it is a sign of strong iman in Allah jalal We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah jalal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us tawfiq and ability to continuously making du'a to him dul jalal ikram and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts all of our du'as. And inshallah, this topic will continue inshallah next week as well and we'll mention some of the manners of making dua. The actual manners when we raise our hands for dua what are the manners and what are the ethic is that we need to bear in mind while making dua. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq and ability to understand his religion and to act upon the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inna Allah wa malayikatahu yusalluna alay nabi ya ayyuhal ladina ahmanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala muhammad wa ala ala muhammad wa barik wa sallim wa salli alayhi wa banaatina fi dunya hasanatan wa fil ahirati hasanatan wa qinaa adabal naab wa banaa anfusana wa ilam tagfir lana wa tarhamna lana kunanamil khasireen ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم اذهب الباس رب الناس واشف انت الشافي لا شفاء الا شفاؤك شفاء لا يغادر سقما اللهم اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين اللهم اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين اللهم اغفر لنا وللمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الاحياء منهم والاموات انك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم إنا نسألك الهداة والطقاء والعفاف والغنا اللهم إنا نسألك الصحة والعفة والأمانة وحسن الأخلاق اللهم أهدينا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها إلا أنت اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أن تخير من زكها أنت وليها ومولها